This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Now I am something of a digital nomad, which is why I'm working now towards my fitness. Every day when I wake up, my fitness is still going to be there I deceive, but I do it in a fun way that is sort of like some mislabeled nutrition facts or something. Uh, It's party time, you know? People that do YouTube, they want to be that guy, you know? They want to be the tuber. They don't want to be the guy who does like secretary work, even though that's where the real money's at, you know what I'm saying? If you've been watching Dark Side Phil, Wings of Redemption, Mm -hmm. how does that square with you even considering giving up? If there is like a nuclear holocaust, two things would survive, and it would be cockroaches and Dark Side Phil's career. (laughs) It is the serendipitous moment to uh, move forward with the next chapter of the Eggman. As a, a wise man once said, I get knocked down, but I get up again. And they ain't never going to keep me down, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Hey, welcome to The Create Unknown, the home of Make Something Mean Something. It is TCU's day. We are here live on Discord every single Tuesday. So if you want to hang out with us, just join our Discord. I am Kevin Lieber, and with me, as always, is Matthew Tabor. Yeah, we've got uh, got one tonight that we've been... We've honestly been looking forward to having this guest back since about... 10 minutes after we, we hit stop on the first on the first recording. But, you know, the most intriguing figures operate on the fringes of society and they live a singular life, mostly misunderstood by the masses. But we still have a version of those mythical mountain men who come down from the hills and regale us with tales and engage in wild pursuits that the rest of us just don't have the nerve to do. And the last time Eggy came down the mountain to talk to us, he detailed his path from obscurity to internet fame to being in the crosshairs of an FBI manhunt, because that's normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talked about his inclusion in the documentary TFW No GF and participation in Feels Good Man, the explosion of his rap career, pulling them, pulling in thousands in donations during an epic live stream in which he he bit through his phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but two of the three links we put in that episode description are dead now. <laughs> the YouTube is gone and uh, was recently banned again. Twitter is purged. The Egg White SoundCloud still works. Eggy is thriving on Instagram and he's crushed 12-hour marathon Big Yoke live streams on YouTube until that was banned as well. Actually, his identical twin brother was banned, which is why he can still document his workout journey on the LSMS Fitness Channel. That's Less Screen, More Scream Fitness. And it is intense. But in a video just a few weeks ago called Why I'm Retiring from uh, from YouTube Live, Eggy intimated that the future may be in doubt. He's a year and a half into the five-year plan he described to us as get rich or die trying. But the way forward might be 
might be closer to a, a traditional job or something like that. So Iggy, with with the channel takedown in the last few weeks, you're at an inflection point with all this. What what now? Well, it's a very good question. I'm going to kind of tell you like this. I've been around this YouTube block a couple of times now. And in fact, I mean, literal blocks that YouTube has put in front of me, <laughs> but also the YouTube, uh, the YouTube space. I've been spinning it around like uh, one of those uh, rip it rip toys from the 1990s, the Beyblades. Yeah, actually, that was the 2000s. Anyway, yeah, it's it's uh, it's hard to know because. YouTube doesn't really cooperate with me, and they probably never should because obviously I haven't necessarily <laughs> played by their rules. <clears throat> but uh, my most recent infractions, even though I committed you know a multitude of probable infractions, I actually got in trouble for um, really reacting to YouTube videos, even though I thought that they were quite fair use reactions. But uh, YouTube, as far as I can tell, implemented some kind of system that... Um, you know, really got very trigger happy with minimal copyrights issues being put into these big copyrights strikes or being able to be struck more frequently. And um, I thought it was kind of strange, which I actually didn't mention this in this particular video that you talked about where I said, I don't know if I'm going to do on YouTube anymore with live streaming because you know, it's just kind of uncertain right now. <laughs> but they removed really the penalties that are incurred to you from copyright strikes at the same time that they made striking more easy and more accessible, I guess. Um, I don't really know all the specifics of it because, like I said, I haven't uh, seen the inner workings of it myself. I just kind of had some of the information relayed to me by people that were proposed to put strikes on my channel that didn't. And the people who did end up striking my channel were from foreign countries, so maybe they weren't as apt to uh, kind of see what was going on. Uh, but yeah, I mean... Back through 2021, I was pretty much putting in, you know, 12 hour sessions on the regular. It was by far and away the most successful year I had had on YouTube, no doubt about it, um, in pretty much every metric. And so I really kind of just got it while the getting was good. You know, I kind of was able to keep on stepping up to the plate and just really knocking them down and really tearing them up. And I was really enjoying that. And then uh, I actually got at the end of. 2021 October, uh, the Egg White channel was taken down because I had had back in January somebody had sent in a video of Alvin and the Chipmunks dancing to ISIS Nasheed, <laughs> and without okay. any previous strikes, I didn't have any previous strikes at all on the on the account. It was a zero to instant termination in one second because they said that this uh, situation of Alvin and the Chipmunks dance to ISIS Nasheed. It was promoting radical terrorist violence <laughs> because of the, the, the sound, the audio to it. <clears throat> so the audio was detected. They said, all right, your account is uh, terminated. I spent an entire week laying in bed. You know, this was actually the first time I slept in the bed in two years. I've been sleeping on my couch for two years. When that happened, when I woke up to see the channel was gone, I put together a bed. I laid in bed and I played Final Fantasy all day, every day. I was guzzling diet Dr. Pepper and all these diets, 12 packs. I was just guzzling them. I wore no clothes the entire time, just laying in bed, my head <laughs> propped up and, you know, basically Completely my like nude 100%. Uh, well, I mean, like the egg know, was peeled. <laughs> it's just something so freeing and liberating. I felt like I was <clears throat> I felt like in some type of way I had ascended, you know, like I woke up and I didn't have to go look at those YouTube, you know, I didn't have to go to work again or something. You know what I mean? 
<clears throat> you know, my phone was ringing off the hook. I just put it on do not disturb. So the notifications turned off and I'd sat there. I'd check it like once every two days and I just spent an entire week doing that. But I just couldn't uh, stay away for too long. So within after about a week <laughs> of this behavior, then I went and I uh, got back to it on the big yoke tip. Hashtag big yoke live is what I was on. And I got right back to uh, doing my thing. And then all of a sudden this copyright stuff popped up after, you know, it was about six weeks after I made that channel. These weird copyright things were going on and ended up being the downfall of that. So now I am something of a uh, a digital nomad, which is why I'm working now towards my fitness primarily, because it's like, you know what? Every day when I wake up, my fitness is still going to be there. When I wake up, I can still go to the gym. It's still going to be there. When I wake up, my meal prep is still in my fridge. I don't have to wake up to an email that my meal prep's gone or that my gym is gone or something like that. So it was a bit uh, of a pain to deal with this sort of restarting things. And that's why now I've become increasingly focused on things that are real long-term investments financially and physically and in, in all realms, spiritually, mentally. It sounds like a good plan, but you know, I hate to ask, but you know, if if you if you don't continue your YouTube live streaming journey, have the terrorists won? <laughs> well, they That's probably valid. have. That's a valid question. I'm not gonna lie, because it does. Uh, when I think about it, part of me really looks at it all of it through the numbers and the metrics. Like you know, I'm I'm at a certain age, and if I'm sort of building from scratch and I'm kind of working with these reduced metrics. It's something that I can't really like, you know, show off to people when they oh, oh you do YouTube? Because I still at this time I probably unless I get a job within the next month or so, I've been a full time YouTuber for five years. So to tell people that that's what I do and it pays all my bills and everything like that, <laughs> you know, they're expecting to see something grandiose. They're expecting to see me like, you know, hanging out with Mr. Beast or something like that. And I'm like, oh, here's my new channel. Yeah, it's got banned again. So here's my like 300 subscriber channel. You know, they kind of I get some crossways looks. People think I'm just a total lunatic or whatever. But at the same time, you know, I get messages from people. They're like, oh, man, you know, I was in such a dark place and I was going through so much pain. And, you know, you kind of, uh, you know, I stopped by one of your live streams. I heard about it somewhere. I stopped in and I kind of just felt, you know, I felt better, like really got me through some dark spots. There's some people that told me like, you know, they were homeless in a homeless shelter, you know, didn't even know where they're going to go the next day, but they'd, you know, plug in their phone and uh, be on the McDonald's Wi-Fi or whatever and stop by one of my live streams or, you know, and say something in the chat and I'd say, hey, how you doing, bro, whatever. And they kind of just, it, it did something, you know, that got them through to the next day, to the next, you know, place they needed to be to build themselves back up and to be better and to do better. And I always had some kind of positive words for them no matter what, you know. So when I look at it like that, at the same time, it's like, you know, it, it's more than just how many likes and how many views or whatever. But then with that being said, at the same time, you know, once again, I am at a certain age where am I going to be, you know, 40 years old and doing a stream and encouraging people or whatever? Or I, I just, you know, I feel Sounds like horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there has to come some kind of, you know, something. And, and there's been a lot of times in my life where I have been willing to just sort of let it ride out a little more. Let me, let's just ride out a little more, you know, who knows? Everything's so crazy right now. We have possible world war three, who knows, you know, everything's going so crazy right now. It's one of those things where like I would be willing to, if I was a little younger, maybe I would be willing to kind of just let continue letting it ride. But there's just something about once you're in your thirties, 
And, uh, you know, you, you're, it's like you look around and you're like, man, I probably should have more going. You know, I should, there's something that I'm not having. I'm, I'm an incomplete person. I'm, I feel like there's more that I should be like I should be having uh, more accolades or I should have achieved more. I should have something else going on. And um, I get sort of uh, a, a strange feeling and I get over it usually uh, when I when I kind of feel it. But sometimes it it lingers and I see people around me, they all kind of seem to be just doing more and getting further. And I kind of just do a lot of Groundhog Day sometimes, you know. Well, I mean, first of all, there are very <clears throat> few people that can say that they have gotten somebody through the, through a dark day the way that, that, that people have told you that you have been able to. That's a very rare, a rare and, and really remarkable thing to be able to do. Um, it, it sounds to me like it's just the frustration, and, and I don't, say just to minimize it because it's very real, but the frustration of building something and having it pulled away, having the rug pulled out, you know, from you, uh, that makes you question, well, is it worth it building it up a third time, you know, and maybe not. So I totally get that. Uh, and I don't, I don't, I think that's a very, very valid, uh, concern to have. Um, are there any options for you to not be beholden to, YouTube, whether it's um, Patreon or, or one of these other sites where you could be supported. I don't know. I don't really, I know that you had mentioned uh, posting on a website called Odyssey. I don't really know anything about that, but uh, what are the options for, for somebody like you to feel good about having longevity on a platform rather than just waiting to wake up again and having, you know, the lights switched off? <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, I say this as the black pill guy. So, you know, I do sometimes have a little bit of cynicism baked into the recipe. But Odyssey is a good website. It's got a lot of um, promise for sure. Um, but at the same time, I see a lot of sites. They're not, not as bad as YouTube, but you have uh, just sort of a cycle that has gone on over the years. I mean, I had a VidMe account like seven years ago or something like that for instance. Uh, but like you just have a thing where these sites kind of pop up and they have, uh, you know, they have competing features and, you know, you uh, go over there and see what's got going on. I've been on a lot of sites that didn't uh, necessarily flourish, but there has been often <laughs> a sort of stigma of like, oh, well, that's, you know, the YouTube apps on my phone right here and it's got all this stuff that I'm used to and I use it to watch everybody else. So YouTube would just be the uh, the easy choice. And one thing about humans is that we're always going to go with what's easy and comfortable, um, which so I mean, I, I do want to continue to have a presence on YouTube in some way, shape or form. Like even right now, when I collaborate with uh, Simi and Jimmy, we still have multiple more collaborations that are coming through the pipeline that are already been filmed. You know, he wants to have a channel that he can tag me in the description or whatever and send people that way. It's a lot of, oh, well, even if you don't even use it, you know, just so you have it so I could follow it and keep up with whatever you got going on. And Twitter was like a lot like that, too. You know, oh, we'll just make another one. You don't even have to use it. But on Twitter, you know, I made careful consideration that my account was pretty healthy and I didn't want to uh, necessarily push too many boundaries because I thought, well, you know, I've built it up to this level. It's pretty good. Maybe I'll just kind of keep, you know, I'll use it for more 
business or productive reasons. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I wake up and, uh, well, you have deceptively used our platform. So get out of here. Like, oh, that's my favorite thing to do. <clears throat> I mean, I, I deceive, but I do it in a fun way that is sort of like, um, you know, like some mislabeled nutrition facts or something, you know, like it, it's a fun way. <laughs> it doesn't have all the calories on there. Don't worry about it. Who cares? You know, let's just uh, it's party time, you know, eat and drink, you know. Um, but you get those catch 22s, those sort of selective enforcements. And, and it just kind of uh, takes you down, even if you're mindful to not necessarily be doing totally overtly, you know, uh, guideline breaking things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Put down your can of Hyper Hydro Monster and your Crimson Berry White Claw. It's time to rethink the beverages in your life. We drink a tremendous amount of tea, working on videos, recording the podcast, but we don't drink normie NPC tea. We drink cultured and refined anime tea from the Dragon's Treasure. They've got a gunpowder green tea called Space Cowboy. If you've listened to this podcast before, you know why Kevin likes it. I used to chew gunpowder green tea leaves when I played baseball in the 90s. I love the stuff. Dragonwell Z, Samurai Chai Plu, Black Teas, Herbals, The Dragon's Treasure describes itself as a haven for anime and tea lovers for a reason. They've even got a tea called Uwu. It's got apple bits and cocoa nibs. It's crazy. I bought the 60 tea sampler pack as soon as I could. I wanted to try everything. It's that good. And when you order from The Dragon's Treasure using the code CREATE, you'll get 10% off your order. That's 10% off using the code CREATE at thedragonstreasure.com. The link's in the description. Look, find me another place that sells Russian caravan tea with a name like And Then Everything Changed When the Fire Nation Attacked. You can't. Thedragonstreasure.com, 10% off when you enter the code CREATE at checkout. The link's in the description below. Get brewing, Space Cowboys. What were the things that got you taken down on Twitter and, and what ended up getting you take down, uh, taken down most recently with the, the Big Yoke channel? Well, that's what it was with Twitter. I didn't have any strikes or any bad tweets. There was no delete your tweet type of thing. There was none of that. It was just I woke up and uh, said you were suspended for using deception on the platform. You know, I was I was misleading and deceiving on the platform. I don't know what exactly it might have been. Uh, you know, there was a lot of um, talk with COVID going on at the time that maybe there was a certain type of thing that was really knocking a lot of people out if they had tweeted about COVID, no matter how they tweeted about it. It could have got him caught up in a certain type of way. But I remember that morning when I woke up and I actually wasn't even banned quite yet. I basically got banned like as I was looking at it and I already had 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 about two to three thousand of my followers had already been banned that morning at that point. Oh, that was the day where everybody got obliterated, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like March 1st last year. And yeah. that that also kind of plays into it. And that also sort of plays into my thoughts on YouTube Live right now is uh <clears throat> It's not the ban necessarily. It's something in the system, something in the algorithm, something that you can't be 100% sure what it is. It's behind the curtain in a way. Something there changes, which then that is what leads to you getting taken down and you don't know what it is. You know, you're not sure. So if you want to try to evade or if you want to have your twin brother make an account and, you know, carry on your legacy, it's hard to know specifically what was the infraction. And so uh, the thing with the Big Yoke channel was it was just basically reacting to YouTube videos, which was not always what I did. 
it was just over the years with me streaming uh people i don't know if i i, I do take it a little bit personally like maybe my streams aren't actually good <laughs> like maybe they're just really boring because people i started off playing video games and people would just be like oh let's watch this listen to this music instead of playing that game or i'd rather you react to this video or whatever and so that just sort of became a main thing that that was a big part of the increased uh lucrative aspect of my streams in 2021 and in fact that's how it all started uh <laughs> with being so long with that my my queue people would donate money to uh have me react to a youtube video and it would fill the queue would fill up in such a way that it would be 10 hours of videos to react to, which would then push it to that 12, 13, 14 hour, um, you know, those streams. So that kind of is how I got started. And once I got comfortable with it, you know, I would be willing to go the distance uh, on the regular. But yeah, that's what it was. You know, I was reacting to some videos and it was these small videos. I think that the only requirements that these channels had that allowed them to like strike me so easily was that they were just a part of the YouTube partner program. They had the thousand subscribers. None of them had a lot of subscribers. It was maybe like a few thousand on each of these channels. And uh, yeah, they I, I reacted to one of the videos or watched one of the videos they had posted on their channel, on my channel. And then the next day they're like, oh, we did a copyright takedown because you watched the content. And uh, all the strikes that I did receive were all from foreign language channels, which made it very difficult for me to kind of like, because there's no, if you have a copyright block, or something like that on YouTube. Like if you play a little like 10 seconds or 20 seconds or whatever copyrighted music and they run ads on your video, you can go in and just appeal that and say, oh, hey, yeah, you know, um, I had this little thing or it was for a dance video or whatever. And uh, they might accept that and then they'll allow you to use that and still run your ads on the video if you wanted to. Um, with it, When it's copyright strike, there's no option like that. You have to contact whoever it is directly and basically send them your information, your name and email address. I'm not sure if you need phone number on there. Name and email for sure and be like, oh, it must have been a misunderstanding. You know, this is why I think it's fair use. But they don't speak English. All they see, I'm pretty sure, is just like some weird guy, you know, rebroadcasting their video. They get a notification that it's happening and they just want to get it out of there because they don't want me to you know, share their video or whatever without their permission. And that's how I kind of got clued into that it was going on because I did actually receive comments on stream archives from people's channels. They're like, oh, yeah, I won't take your thing down. Just credit me in the video description. And this happened like right after I had had a takedown. So all of a sudden I'm like, oh, okay, something's happening here. <laughs> Something that has not happened before is now happening. And I know that it started around the time they removed the dislike button. So I'm thinking, okay, they removed the dislike button because that's going to be beneficial to smaller creators. It would make sense. Something else that's beneficial to smaller creators is streamlining copyrights, uh, you know, handling abilities for smaller channels. So I think it was all relative. And I probably don't really have a great argument. It's not like I was always breaking these videos down every 10 seconds and giving a full 20 minute reaction to a you know small video. A lot of times we just watch the video on stream, laugh at it and kind of go about our business. So. Mm -hmm. It's tough to make a case for under a few different circumstances there. Yeah. Well, and it's tough to envision a way in that this won't just keep happening. So, <laughs> I mean, if you're, if people are paying you to watch random videos, you don't even know what they are. So then you do it and then those people copyright strike you. I mean, 
<laughs> what are you going to do about that? That's that's really not a sustainable way to entertain people. So it seems almost like uh, an impossible situation other than coming up with a new way to entertain people. Um, right. But that was like the main thing that people were having fun with you, like hanging out, watching these weird videos. Like, I get it. So, yeah, I still have, you know, uh, freestyling has been a big part of my streams over the last few years. And that still has been something that has draw. And I just I think I kind of was thinking about it earlier today, actually. I'm like, you know, I mean, I like to play video games. I could certainly do a more gaming central type of stream. You know, I, I watch uh, some of the Wings of Redemption highlights. You know, that's neither here nor there. But, you know, he does all gaming. He kind of has himself in the corner or on the side of the screen. He kind of just talks his talk and plays the game. I'm like, maybe it's time for me to invest in Call of Duty and just really hit it. That's how I started off. Like the first streams uh, that I did, I would play a lot of FPS because um, it's just, fun, you know, it's something where I, I get really into it. I like the high octane. You know, and then, uh, you know, in between rounds, you can catch up with the chat and all that stuff. But mm -hmm. I just know <laughs> over the last year, there were a couple of times where I was like really in a gaming mood. I would start off playing some games and then people would kind of come in the chat and be like, yeah, this sucks. Where's the videos? <laughs> I'm like, OK, OK. You know, <laughs> I, I hear you. But I know I, it's, I think it's also having a, f a fresh channel or, you know, my brother's channel. I mean, <laughs> my twin brother to use his channel if I wanted to do some <laughs> gaming content when you have, you know, a fresh start you know people might not be 100 percent sure what they're expecting maybe that gives you a little more leeway also to try some new things mm -hmm. but yeah it's just kind of got me in between a rock and a hard place right now i'm thinking i might even hop in the nft game and just change up my whole <laughs> situation you know just like totally change to get the money and uh put the back burner with the funny you know what i'm saying buy some bored eggs invest yep. in some bored That's eggs <laughs> I'd buy a board egg token. Make <laughs> like that my profile picture on Twitter. It's there's right. a guy who I know who uh, he plays like these NFT games where he, sp he spent like five thousand dollars to buy like the NFT character for the game. And apparently, he claims that he makes like thirty thousand dollars a month doing it, but he had to put in you know like twenty thousand dollars of startup, and it's totally variable. Like you know, you could wake up and all of a sudden it could be like ninety percent less valuable the next day. But I have been looking at property lately, and I'm not totally far off, except I got taxes to pay now. This uh, I'm going to have to get my tax bill together for 2021. But besides that, I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's time to take my entire life savings and put it all into an NFT idle game. You know, <laughs> take a couple months, like double my money over a couple months. Then I can put this money down on this house, you know, and it'll all be smooth sale and everything else is secondary. I'll go work at McDonald's to pay my mortgage, but you know what? Let's just get, you know, get that foot in the door and we'll be good to go. <laughs> I don't know how wise that is. I don't know if I can endorse <laughs> that move. I don't know. I mean, you did, you did mention though, uh, you know, the potential of going back to stocking shelves or uh, some job, you know, would you ever go back to a, work at a gas station and then come back on TCU and give us some fresh gas station <laughs> stories? You know, to be honest, I think probably... The number one benefit out of uh, going back and working like retail again would be that it would definitely give me a lot of uh, fuel to uh, to post about on YouTube or wherever I'd be at. It would add some. I mean, cause, I mean, with Egg Wars, when I did that back in like 2017, 2018, I did it with like 63 or 64 episodes. And I pretty much told like every single story in my entire life up until that point. So I have been a little dry on the weird people stories. 
You know, <laughs> I, it just hasn't been quite the same since I've been out here being a YouTuber. There's a lot of weird stuff on YouTube, but it just don't hit the same, you know? No. So, uh, I mean, it, it's a possibility. I always said that if I had to do something, whatever I had to do to make ends meet, I'm not above anything. Um, it's just sort of like that. that my mental uh, cogs turning right now about what I want to do kind of moving forward is sort of like, man, you know, <laughs> I've got money I could invest. I could, you know, I could play Call of Duty eight hours a day and see if I can go pro or whatever and give it a try for like a month or something. I'm like, I feel like I want to really explore every other option besides, you know, going back and just working a regular type job. But, you know, I mean, it's there's nothing wrong with it. It's just sort of like uh, before I, you know, go back to where I was five years ago, what all else have I learned in this time that I could apply to keep myself in a more comfortable position? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. We want to help you make something and mean something. And we say that phrase all the time because when you're making something and you know it means something, even if it's just to you, that's when you feel pretty good about what you're creating. The support for the Create Unknown in recent weeks has been incredible. Animators, artists, musicians, YouTubers, aspiring filmmakers, comedians, it is crazy how talented everybody in this community is. Consider joining the Create Unknown Patreon. Every dollar that comes through goes straight into the podcast and its community. That means more highlights videos. It means a big Minecraft project that's on the way. And eventually we'd like to manufacture custom piss bottles so you never have to leave your battle station. And being a patron unlocks participation in all of our live recordings. You've seen the roster of guests we've had. Having access to their minds is a unique opportunity. You can go to patreon.com slash thecreateunknown or click the link that's in the description. Every little bit helps and your support means absolutely everything to us. Patreon.com slash thecreateunknown. Links in the description. We appreciate you, Space Cowboys. When people talk about doing something else, whether it's it's you, you pose them as hypothetical, it's like, oh, if, if, you know, YouTube were gone tomorrow, what would what would you do? All this. Nobody ever says anything that's even remotely close to it. You know, they're never like, oh, I would want to be a cameraman, you know, or, or you know, like I want to do sound for somebody or like run the business side of of media. No, it's like, what's the thing that is absolutely the furthest from a computer? That's what I want to do. You know, right. <laughs> It's I was thinking, like, oh uh, I was floating in my mind uh, before we did this. I'm like, well, you know, since they're bringing me back on the TCU, hey, is TCU Industries hiring? I could uh, be a camera guy and do sound. <laughs> 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 it is interesting, though, that, that I hadn't noticed that before. There is a pattern, though. You're right that when, when people say, hey, if this, you know, if you, you pose that hypothetical, if this YouTube thing doesn't work out, what are you going to do? It's always like... Yeah run away <laughs> from it completely. And I, I wonder why that yeah. is. That is very fascinating. It's like, like it, Kevin, you've talked in the past. That's like, Oh, it would be awesome to, to own uh, a, a really cool bar yeah. or something like that, you know? And like uh, the things that I think about, uh, if I could do other things, what would it be? Like it's the complete opposite. And it just made me think nobody ever wants to be adjacent to the thing. It's like, if they can't, if they can't do it the way they want, they would rather have <laughs> just the complete and total opposite uh, rather than make it work a different way. And I think I feel like that's significant in some way. Mm -hmm. Could be part of uh, being a YouTuber is, uh, you know, nobody 
I like some people who are in the know that they know that it's what's good, but people that they do YouTube, they want to be that guy, you know, they want to be the tuber. They don't want to be the guy who, uh, you know, does like secretary work for somebody else, even though that's where the real money's at. You know what I'm saying? You don't got to be uh, beholden to uh, a video's performance or anything like that. You know, you got your flat rates, you know. I mean, there's nothing wrong with upping your upping your uh, editing game. Uh, that's for darn sure. But yeah, it is. I, I don't know. I guess where I'm at right now, the way that I would or why I would consider to go that route is just I feel like people are too technologically dependent these days. And it's something that I feel I've contributed to by doing these lengthy, you know, I'll do a 12 hour stream. There'll be a guy that's the first one in chat. Hey, what's up? And it'll be the last one to say goodbye 12 and a half hours later, whatever. I kind of thought about this more as time went on. And I'm like, am I contributing to the delinquency of the youth <laughs> by having them sit and blow their, they're burning, their eyes are melting out of their head like, like two cracked eggs. You know, the shell falls off and the egg white goo is just pouring all, you know, through their shattered uh, corneas. It's like, you know, <clears throat> I just yeah, see but that's so a, many it's people. A double-edged, it's a double-edged egg though, man, because the other side of the coin are those people who really don't have anybody to connect with. That's a really real thing, especially now. And I think it's yeah. it's only gotten worse over the years uh, with how isolated everyone was, especially during COVID and really still today. We're all in our little bubbles still. And, uh, you know, those people who are plugging into that McDonald's Wi-Fi to check in with you, it means something to them. And you are providing a connection, a human connection that is very real that, yeah, on one hand, you could say, well, Perhaps I'm, uh, you know, making people comfortable in this state that perhaps they should strive to uh, free themselves of. But on the other hand, it's like, well, maybe they can't get out of that state, you know, for whatever reason, for whatever's going on in their lives. They're stuck there, at least for the time being. And while they're stuck there, they have somebody like you to connect with and the other people in their chat. And it's it's helpful to pull them through. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is true. And <clears throat> I did really notice, actually, yeah, it was, it seemed a bit inverse at the time, but yeah, as the uh, lockdowns and everything started, I mean, when, I, when the lockdowns first hit, I was pretty depressed and I didn't even upload anything for like six weeks at that time, but I did notice it was like all of a sudden, you know, at first I'm like, oh, everything's locked down, you know, people aren't going to want to care to watch my stream because, you know, what if they lost their job, they're going to be, you know, they won't, you know, I might not send in, uh, donations or whatever you know i, I kind of had just hypothesized a few possibilities at the time and it was like the uh the the views went higher than ever <laughs> like there was some of those 2020 streams i did that had like 10,000 views on a stream which was like the total peak of any stream i'd ever done and all i was really doing was getting kind of hammered <laughs> but that's another thing people <laughs> like you know i went uh, i was doing some sobriety again back in like december and people like donating there come on man just like one drink, man. Come on, like we're we're here. You know, you're you're so you're so stiff. If you don't have like if you don't have a little something, you know, it doesn't. You're not as loosened up. You're not as comfortable. And so I still right now. This is like an after school special. <laughs> this is like this is the peer pressure that the teachers told you about. Yeah, it's true. No, one Turtles time I got referred. I got referred to by somebody who I never talked to. They're like, oh, that Iggy guy. He's the, he's that fat drunk guy. And I'm like, well, you know, you're not exactly <laughs> wrong. I mean, and I, I like Friday nights would always be like a big stream day too. So you know, we could really crack you know, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 drinks and, uh, you know, just kind of hoot and holler and have a grand old time. 
I've been a lot more limited now on my drinking since I uh, have been getting back to the gym more and I want to kill my gains. But I usually will have like I, when I do cheat days, I don't care for like Domino's or McDonald's or anything like that. I don't eat cake. I have, uh, you know, a few shots of liquor on Friday night. That's like my cheat day. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, with a lot of the lockdowns, and everything like that, it was uh, I was expecting things to start drying up. You know, people got other stuff going on. It's a harsher times. And yeah, then everything's just totally opposite. Everybody was tuning in more. Everybody, All the numbers were going up more, money up more, everything up more. And I was like, okay, well, it's not what I expected. But it did, ta- mm-hmm. did kind of turn out that way. But then once again, to kind of uh, run it back to what I said a little bit before, at what point is it sort of like, uh, okay, that's all cool. That's all good. At what point, what age am I going to hit? Where all of a sudden it's going to kind of like seem a little more weird, like, oh, well, you know, why aren't you doing? Why, why is someone my age doing this instead of you know, kind of continuing to traverse upon life's journey and life's path? You know, mm-hmm. that's what I think about. That's valid. Because there's people out there like, oh my, that guy's 35 years old and he's still doing that. You know, like I see things and people don't always put they don't affix to me what they'll affix to other people in that do things that I do. So I don't always rely on hearing it from someone who could affix that to me i see i look around and i see okay that's what that guy's doing and this is sort of the criticism he's receiving they might not say that to me but i'm perceiving it going on over here and i'll put that into my mind and be like all right so maybe you know maybe that what that guy's doing is not something that i should strive for i should maybe try and you know forge my path a little bit differently so that I'm not going to be making the same mistakes that that other guy that does live streams or whatever might be making. Yeah. So, so does it come down to, I mean, obviously there's a blend between what people's expectations and understanding of who you are and how you spend your time are, but then also your own expectations of how you want to be remembered and how you want to spend your time and what sort of value you're bringing to the world. <clears throat> so, I mean, that, that's, that all makes sense. So it, it really becomes a question of what, what is the answer to that? Like, what is the answer to what you want to be doing and how you want to be remembered? And and I could see you looking at, you know, these channels being nuked over and over as some sort of sign of like, hey, maybe it's time to switch things up. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Uh, Tis the way of the world and the way of time is that there's always, uh, you know, one foot in front of the other and the moon and the sun, they keep on cycling around and Nothing is ever the same tomorrow as it was today, even if it's just very, very incremental and, you know, almost so minute to our perception that we don't even think about it. But it does go down like that. Yeah, I think there's got to be a balance, though, between using your talents, which are which are self-evident uh, with the amount of people who you you know entertain on a regular basis, who, who come back, who who always tune in, who, who genuinely have you know, an an affection for you as an entertainer. Um, And then also, um, you know, how, how those talents are being utilized by stocking Walmart shelves at four (laughs) o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? It's like, there's gotta be something in between you feeling like you are, you know, aging out of a certain type of programming and then also just kind of turning your back on it and cleaning out the McDonald's ice cream machine. That is true, and that's kind of uh, with with the fitness, because I'm concerned about fitness right now. It's something that is pertinent to my day to day life in a way that I've been, you know, neglecting it for quite a while. 
and over these last few months, it's become something that is more involved. And so there's a passion there that I want to be talking about fitness. I want to be talking about topics in that sphere that do interest me with a little bit of my own personal flavor thrown in. It kind of gives me a little bit of a uh, you know reminder, a little warm-up, a little uh, going back through the motions with my editing software and it's really crazy that I've, you know, been doing what I do for so long and I'm, you know, very simple editing things that I just, you know, once upon a time, I'm like, oh, I don't want to edit my video like that. But having watched a lot of YouTube and being hip to how a lot of it is put together in the most digestible and most accessible formats, once upon a time, a few years ago, I'd have been like, oh, that's, that's how everybody else does it. So that's like the, you know, that's the mainstream way. That's the, you know, I don't want to be like those normies out there. They edit their video like this. You know, I'm a few years older and wiser, and I'm like, oh, you know what? Yeah, that kind of was a good way to do it. <laughs> it's uh, I see why everybody does it, and why you know it's not always good to just totally go against the grain and be contrarian or you know the opposite of what other people are doing, just because I feel like it you know scratches some kind of moral itch that I have uh, from my years of image board. Uh, dwelling where I was and like uh, instinctively wanting to go against the grain a little bit. So that's nice too to kind of uh, be able to smooth out some of my lesser developed uh, abilities as far as like editing and that sort of thing is concerned. Sound mixing and just putting the pieces of a video together. Nothing I've put out at this point is any, you know, feat by any means, but just to get back into that mindset uh, has been a bit enriching, I think, to polish some things that I've left by the wayside over the years. It, it sounds like less screens, more screams could be the perfect marriage though for you moving forward because on one hand, you it gives you an excuse, quite frankly, to get fit and to, to eat healthier and to you know go to the gym and all that stuff if it becomes part of your job and part of your content to do so. Hmm. And then you're also promoting a healthier lifestyle for your viewers. So it's not just this kind of like pit of madness content, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. That That's going to get banned, which is fun. And everybody loves that. But, you know, at a certain point, you know, it becomes untenable if, if you keep getting banned for it and, and having the, the, the channel that you build ripped apart or ripped right. away from you. Um, so and, perhaps um, that is the perfect path forward for you to utilize your talents, do it in a healthy way and do it in a way that's not going to get you copyright strikes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do agree. And the thing of it, too, that I would hear from people, you know, when the channel like the first channel went down or whatever back in October and then it was like I, I hear a lot of, um, oh, man, you know, we're ride or die no matter what, you know, we'll be there for sure. We'll definitely keep on going to every channel. And I'm kind of sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, it's very appreciated, but it's like, <laughs> I, I don't want there to be sort of this like thought in somebody's head that, oh man, he got banned again. So I'm just going to go and, you know, show this support because of that and not because that, you know, I'm producing something that people are going out of the way to check for. And I, I think that, yeah, the fitness is definitely a good, uh, other side of the coin for what I've been doing over the last couple of years, which is usually getting totally wasted, hooting and hollering, you know, having total disregard for, uh, you know, a lot of things, not even just my own health, but for my channel or whatever, you know, always willing to uh, push all the limits as much as possible and the consequences be damned. Uh, I think that having 
this reason, yeah, like you said, to for me to better myself and to promote a message that I can put myself behind without, you know, having to wake up in the morning and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that again. Oh, man, you know, all right, well, let me let me prepare myself mentally for another one of those versus, you know, hopping out of bed and being like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to get to it today. I feel like it's yeah, just the perfect marriage of everything that I want to be doing <laughs> and uh, cutting out those detrimental negative habits that I've been having, leaving the destructive behind as you know, if at all possible, at least definitely reducing it severely and you know throwing myself towards the constructive and the productive more than I have in a long time. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. The Phoenix rising from the ashes and you could still hoot and holler. I watched your video of you hooting and hollering at the gym and I'm watching this video. Yeah. I'm like, is anybody else in the gym with, while well, Eggie is just screaming the at the janitor. top of his lungs? Oh yeah. The janitor, yeah, the, the janitor crept in there at the end. Wait, I have a question. Why, why was that a problem that the janitor showed up? Well, why is that an issue? I just feel like, you know, the way that I operate and conduct myself in any situation I always have to prove to myself, I feel like prove my worth. So in any kind of situation, I mean, I rapped for years and it was all kind of just whatever. And then I got like a couple rap songs that people actually liked. And I'm like, okay, this proves that I can actually do this. You know, once once I see once I perceive, you know, uh, the growth and the, you know, development, then I know that I've reached a certain point. I know that I have not reached that point with my physique. I want to be at a uh, point with my physique where somebody can look at me and be like, okay, that guy gets to the gym. That is not right now. <laughs> so I feel like it's just a bit of a jerk kind of thing to uh, to record myself being really, you know, on another level with the, you know, just really animalistic when I haven't put in the time and the effort and the work and the dedication with the exercises to just have that possible aspect of me without even needing to lean into it or really, you know, uh, drum it up, if that makes any sense. Mm hmm. I wondered if you'd broken into the place, if it was like two in the morning, because it's completely empty. There's literally nobody there. And then you're like, oh, oh, I think the janitor's here. And then the next thing is you're like locked in a bathroom, finishing the video, recording it that way. I'm like, did he just get caught busting into the gym at like 3 a.m.? Uh, it's a 24. We have uh, all 24 hour gyms around where I live. So it's, it's a 24 hour gym. Okay. But the thing is, is that uh, I'm actually just coming off COVID right now. My quarantine ends tomorrow uh, for anybody that is wondering. And so I haven't been at the gym for a week and a half. I've been on this quarantine, Uh, but I was going for, you know, I've been back at the gym for about three months. And for the last uh, month and a half or so, I would say I've been on a seven day routine. So I'm going to the gym every single day for at least a couple hours a day. And um, there were plenty of times that I had been going since I started the channel, even though there was only like a eight or nine days before I came down with COVID that I'd had the channel going. Um, I was going there at, you know, one, one or two in the morning, thinking that would be a optimal time to, you know, be able to have my creativity uh, unleashed. <laughs> I can kind of do what I want. And it's funny, I'd go there at like two o'clock in the morning and there'd be like 20 people there. It's crazy. Like, I don't even know, like, what is people what? like? So there's some people that I've gotten to know now, like they are also very 
dedicated in their training. There's a guy I call him Buff Jack because like both of us, it'd be, it'd be like me and him there. Neither of us listens to music. We'll just be lifting in total silence for like three hours straight. But both of us there will just be like, you know, working out for three hours together in total silence, like nobody else around. He's like, uh, I'd say he's probably like five foot nine or so, kind of uh, some thick, dark hair, uh, you know, kind of a bit of a paler complexion. So like I kind of just deemed him buff Jack because he kind of has like some, uh, you know, totally silent, always just like lifts, staring at the wall, just like I do. So that's what I call him. Maybe one day, Wait, maybe in him, do, me and him will have some. Do you call some, him uh, that to, to his face or is that just your nickname no. in, in your head? I have never talked to a single person at the gym and I've been going there for three months. I just go in, I lift in complete silence. I've never listened to a single song. Anytime that I work out, I just stare at the wall. I do my sets. I do minimal downtime. So I'll do like usually three or four sets of an exercise. I'll count exactly 60 seconds in between each set. Um, I have been doing like five minutes in between exercises, but now I've been able to work it down to like two or three minutes tops in between each exercise. Kind of. Gets my uh, workout a little more compact, so I don't necessarily need to be there for three hours. But if I'm kind of feeling like it, then I'll go and I'll do my workout. And then I might do like some uh, flexibility training. I might sort of do some shadow boxing, maybe a little extra cardio, something like that. Just depends on how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. There's no music, just general music that plays in the gym? Or it's just everybody's supposed to just bring their own music? Uh, and well, listen in their headphones. Yeah, they they have like TVs and they do play music. Uh, oh, there's usually something playing over the uh, system, but a lot of people that I talk to, you know, when I'm like oh, I'm getting back to the gym, they're like, oh yeah, you know, I have to always listen to my Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, you know, Arnold uh, pump up playlist, and I have to like get all in the zone. I have to be all like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm like, I don't do that. I just uh, I go when I'm there by myself. I'll listen to like. Dark Side Phil and Wings of Redemption channels on my phone. I'll just have it playing at like full volume. <laughs> or I, I follow a lot of uh, rap mm. vlog. Cha- I like I like to watch Say Cheese. Like I'll listen to, like the rap interviews and stuff like that. That's what I'll, I'll just have it sitting there and like on the table in the gym at full volume and like reverberating throughout the gym if I'm there by myself. Although I don't <laughs> do that so much anymore now uh, because I usually like to have my phone. If I am there by myself, I want to have my phone ready to record and get some good footage. But I only usually record like as of now, I'll record like one set just to kind of like get it in the video, let people know I'm doing it. And then, you know, the other three, four sets or whatever, if I'm doing leg press, um, I do six sets of uh, calf raises on there. So I'll be sitting there for like eight, nine minutes and uh, then I'll put on a nice long video to listen to. Mm hmm. I have a I have a question here. If you've been watching uh, Dark Side Phil, Wings of Redemption, mm-hmm. how does that square with you even considering giving up? Because for people who don't know, if there is a like a nuclear holocaust, two things would survive, and it would be cockroaches and Dark Side Phil's career. <laughs> I, it, no matter what happens, he keeps going and keeps going. There there is no there there's no uh, end to DSP. How how can you see that happening? Be a fan of him and think, well, maybe, maybe I should. I should uh, well, I just want to say, uh, as far as me being a fan of him, I will say that um, these channels that clip him, uh, I do. It, I enjoy keeping up with. Uh, you know, it's like <laughs> I don't read the news. I wake up and I read Wings of Redemption, <laughs> King Cobra, and DSP, and see what they're up to. I guess my morning news. Um, <laughs> wait, can you, I'm sorry. 
uh, I don't, I'm not familiar with any of this. Can you <laughs> fill me in on, on like what it, what exactly is going over my head right now? Uh, well, they're just, um, I guess you might say they- unintentionally humorous and unintentionally entertaining, uh, individuals that I've been introduced to over the last few years. Um, I will say one thing I real see. quick. I'll, I'll explain a little more, but I did notice, I think dark side Phil, I don't know his, his metrics. Cause I'm watching these clips. And he's like getting less than a hundred likes on a stream. I mean, even I got more than that. So I don't know. Maybe he might be he might be getting down there. I don't know. I think he might need a little boost, a little resuscitation. Seems like he ain't hitting the same. But anyways, that's uh, neither here nor there. Um, somebody introduced me to King Cobra. He's had so back many controversies. Mm, that's yeah. true. Yeah, King. Somebody introduced me to King Cobra back about four years ago, and I'm like, I don't get this at all. But it's just some guy sitting in a chair. Like I just don't understand it at all. It totally went over my head. So I didn't pay attention to it for um, probably, I, I think I watched the first King Cobra documentary at like the end of 2019, somewhere in there, like fall 2019. That's when I kind of got clued in. Um, and so I just followed him kind of from there on out, just kind of see what hijinks he was getting up to. You know, it was always some humorous, uh, usually unintentionally humorous uh, situations happening, sort of like almost like a little bit of like a daytime talk show, except it was a nighttime stream show. And then, um, I, you know, I watched the Frederick Knudsen videos on Wings and Dark Side Fell, so yeah. I had a cursory understanding of them. That's a great video. But this last uh, July, I met up with Simeon Jimmy, uh, otherwise known as Monkey Jones, for the first time. And, um, you know, me and him had known each other for years and years and years. We both came from, like, the same area on 4chan or whatever, once upon a time. And we had talked, actually, once, like, five years ago. So we had kind of known about each other. But we actually linked up for the first time and, uh, you know, we really got to be chums. So then I kind of started going over and I pretty much drive, you know, a handful of hours to go uh, visit him about at least one week a month and hang out. And so I go over to hang out and uh, he'd be watching the Wings of Redemption every day and he'd never seen King Cobra. So like he's watching the Wings of Redemption clips and then I'm like, oh, you got to check out this King Cobra. So then we're watching King Cobra clips. Like I remember the first night that we watched we're going through all the classics, just drinking at his place. We're just laughing so hard we're about to die. So, you know, I kind of I kind of got folded into like the wings fold, you know, no pun intended. <clears throat> I got to, you know, learning more about the wings averse and getting more wings pilled. And then, you know, you watch if you watch if you watch the wings channels and the King Cobra channels, like the clip channels, you're automatically gonna get recommended Dark Side Phil. You're automatically gonna get recommended uh low tier god and some of these other quote unquote lol cow type channels or clips or whatever. You're just gonna it's your YouTube recommendations are gonna be full of that stuff. So I kind of just uh you know just sort of became a um embarrassing uh you know thing. There what's what's the what's the word? What am I what am I trying to say here? Guilty pleasure, yeah. Guilty pleasure, I guess. Uh, yeah. I'm just <clears throat> I just I, you know, I haven't heard of this stuff. I, I haven't heard of these creators. I just looked up wings of redemption and this video by frederick knudsen has eight million views about wings well of down redemption. the rabbit hole is fantastic that like that's one of the best uh channels on youtube frederick knudsen's channel like he does he does those videos uh you know very uh internet historian uh nexpo that like it's a mix of all of those different people and they're so exhaustive without being without being boring like he goes into incredible detail on very long videos but at no point do you feel like you're in the weeds uh and the wings of redemption one um that's that's 
really good YouTube. And the, there's a, I'm just scrolling through the channel right now. There's a Dark Side Phil episode that has yeah. 6 million views. So yeah, I can. Yeah. I, I think that's where I learned about Dark Side Phil and his, his many escapades. <laughs> escapades. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'll have to watch. Yeah. I'll have to watch Frederick Knudsen's uh, videos because this is this is new to me. I will say I you can say a lot of things about uh, DSP and I've you know, only had a cursory following of him as far as, you know, his very varied incidents. I mean, he doesn't go too long, it seems like, without something else popping up. But the man has been able to <laughs> essentially uh, sort of uh, drive his audience, if you will, to uh, to where he has made like a six figure uh, income off live streaming. And, you know, there's, there's a few yeah. people that, uh, you know, they're kind of like, you know, there's some speculation on what's that money might be used for, but I can't just say, you know what, <laughs> if someone is, uh, you know, clearing six figures playing video games, I mean, however it's happening, uh, I can, I can salute that, uh, they're <laughs> about their business, you know, at the, at the least, at the least. <laughs> well, uh, one one other thing that that I thought of when you were talking earlier about you know what's next for you is that uh, I, I've watched in the past you make some cooking videos that were really really entertaining, mm -hmm. and I think that that's an, another thing that you could do uh, with this new kind of like you know the, the Phoenix Egg Channel where you're rising from the ashes is that you clearly have a passion for cooking you're obviously very good at it um, I could see that folding in nicely with whatever fitness journey. Uh, that you'll also be documenting. So, I mean, I could see right off the bat you have two obvious paths for content creation. Yeah, I will say, you know, uh, developing my culinary abilities more because that's, with anything I've done, live streaming, when I first started live streaming, you know, it was hours of dead air, just total, like, you know, basically uh, pretty much just throwing myself into the mix without any real grasp or, you know, without any pre-existing circumstances that kind of showed me the ropes and it was very much the same thing with cooking uh i started listening to like food wishes and all this stuff uh back in 2018 after i got you know hypothetically another channel taken down at that time and i was kind of in depression and i uh, was playing video games for like 20 hours a day and my mind would get so numbed from all this video game mmo grinding i'm like man i gotta have something like i'm gonna go crazy listening to this huh, ha, huh. Oh, you know, I listen to that for 20 hours a day. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go insane. <laughs> so I started putting on, I go to like food wishes and he'd be like, you know, every pie recipe. And it'd be like six hours of recipe videos. All right, I'll play it, whatever. Just keep something filled. It's another cooking channel and recommendations. Now Yeah, play every video they've ever made. And it just went on like that. And it just started off as this, you know, filler noise to kind of have my brain not hate me <laughs> with all this pro gaming I was doing, laying in bed, uh, drinking. I was drinking like, six two liter bottles of diet orange soda from Walmart every day just to like stay hydrated to like keep my brain going I would just throw them off to the side of my uh pull out bed and the whole entire floor was like swimming through the ball pit at McDonald's with all these empty bottles <clears throat> but it, I kind of like uh you know you ever seen that remember that Dexter's lab where he like listens to the French audio tape while he sleeps it kind of turned into like that for me it was just hours and hours of all this just hitting my brain over and over again. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Suddenly know how to season food. Wait, oh, wait a minute. Cook this. Oh, yeah, wait. I did hear about that a hundred times. 
while I was blowing my, you know, dopamine receptors to Kingdom Come with all of this, you know, I mean, my <laughs> eyes would feel like, uh, like when you, you know, how when you cut apples and you let it, uh, it oxidizes and like turns brown. Like that was what my eyes did, just like glaring yeah. at these screens all day, every day while I was like, my, like it would hurt. I would, I would make myself sleep just so that my eyes would stop hurting for like a little while. That's probably why my, my eyesight, uh, you know, I, that's another uh, facet of my life that I might not have always given the most care anyway. Uh, but yeah, it was like all of a sudden I'm like, wait a second, I know how to do this now. And uh, it really is peanut butter and jelly, no pun intended, with fitness because it's like now I can cook all kinds of delicious meals and I know exactly what to put in them. I know exactly the right servings to hit my goals and everything like that. It's like I don't have to double check anything. I just have it so ingrained now that I can just hit these recipes, you know, there's no, uh, no anxiety about it at all. I don't have to second guess anything. And sometimes I do make a mistake and I'm able to tell, and then it's sort of like, okay, then I won't, you know, now, oh, that's what I did wrong. And I could already tell without even Googling, oh, why is that? Why did this happen? Oh, no, nope, I already know. I accidentally did that wrong measurement here. Need to put an extra tablespoon of this next time, or whatever the case might be. And, uh, that's something beautiful too. It almost, to me, is like art to cook. It's like, uh, you know, you might set out to paint a certain scene and then all of a sudden these colors coming together and you're like, oh, actually, you know what? I could take this color. I could, you know, make an adjustment here. And I know I'm putting the blue and the green together for this skyline or whatever. It's like cooking. I know what this ingredient does. I know what the ratio of this and this is going to do in the dish. So I just can trust my intuition that I'm going to put this ingredient in. I'm going to take this stroke of the brush and the painting is not going to be ruined. The recipe is not going to suffer from this intuitive, reflexive thing that I'm going to do because I'm so acquainted and I'm so familiar. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, it does seem to nestle really closely, though, with the fitness side, because, you know, the, the gains, the gains happen in the kitchen, not the gym. We know that. Uh, But it it would flow from uh you know one thing to the other they do seem linked really really closely yeah and uh and two i i uh this, these are things that i've followed i think before i followed any real nutrition or anything like that i actually followed some perhaps uh conspiracy youtube channels and things back in the day i used to be so what right now i, I probably right now what i weigh is what i weighed when i was like 18 so i was at the time it was like the heaviest i'd been and all of a sudden, I'm hearing about like, oh, if you eat this, you know, let's just say maybe some, uh, let's, <laughs> how would I put this in YouTube friendly terms? There was a guy and he really wanted to let me know there was a war on my mind and he really wanted me to let, know about the prison planet and all that. Um, <clears throat> you know, oh, yeah. he'd come on and be like, when you eat the Mars bar, it's going to change your DNA. You're going to, you know, your, your hair is going to fall out. You're going to go blind and all your teeth are going to fall out. And I was like, oh, what? I'm like. I like I like eating candy bars and Doritos and Mountain Dew. I'm like, well, I like threw away my whole pantry. I like threw everything in the garbage, and I lost like 30 pounds in like three months. At that time, actually, I might have lost like 40 pounds. But I was like, I would go to this health food store. There was like a lady that always wore like these big like robes, and I would walk in there like this old lady that wore robes, and she'd be robes. like, "Hello, how may I help you today?" And I would like come in and I would get like <laughs> organic celery and like that's all i'd eat because i'm like you know i was working uh flipping burgers for seven dollars an hour and i'm like oh yeah i can't be eating that can't be eating any of the other stuff i'd only eat like cheese and like organic vegetables 
and I got like really lean. And then that was that actually led me into my first time going around the fitness path um, in like late 2011. That was when I was like, I actually ended up going to college to be a dietitian. Or I should say I began going to college to be a dietitian until I realized I still hated school, even when it was to do with dietetics, which was quite interesting to me at the time. <clears throat> but yeah, it was. Uh, so you've been working on a lot of this stuff in, in one way or another for like 12 years. You've been thinking about it and having it, it ruminate. It's true. Yeah. There was a lot of times I had to look the other way over wow. these last handful of years because I did know better. A lot of times I was making poor decisions with my diet and exercise and I absolutely knew better. But I also had a tendency to feel a bit down like, oh, I don't know where this world's going. Everything's so crazy. You know, I wake up and it's just doom and gloom in the you know headlines. That's another thing, too. It's like, man, it feels so good to be less clicked in because most of this stuff in the headlines has pretty much no impact on anything. And it's just kind of like it, it sort of bruises your uh, it's like you wake up every day at full health. You know, you got like the full health bar and it's like uh, you read some of this stuff that just hurts to read, even if it doesn't really have any impact on you. It's just the negative things. It's like when Sideshow Bob stepped on all those rakes in that Simpsons episode. It's like you kind of like <laughs> smack yourself in the face. You wake up and you're like, oh, really bad things happened today and everyone's really sad and it's all horrible. You know, the first thing you wake up and read that. I'm so I don't even look at my phone for like the first two hours that I wake up now. <clears throat> I just look at what time it is and I just let it sit there and I just get my mm -hmm. my mind right. I get my self where I need to be for the day. And then I'll come back once I already have my positive momentum going. Then I'll come back and kind of, you know, get little bits and pieces of the negativity and kind of just, you know, or whatever the headlines are, just a little bit, just, to, you know, make sure there's no nuclear war going on or whatever, you know, just the small things, only the most important things. Everything else is just, uh, it's fast food. It's just garbage to slop on. That doesn't really do anything for you. Brain slop. Yeah. There's, um, here's another idea. Uh, I'm a big fan of the UFC, so I watch, or uh, sorry, I follow uh, Dana White mm. on Twitter. And he has a thing every Friday where he has a cheat day on Fridays, and he puts together a video every Friday that's like a minute long where he eats something just a an absolute abomination of food that can be some deep fried, like, you know, dessert covered in cheese on top of fried dough or whatever it's something like horrific it sounds but, you delicious know, yeah but delicious yeah it's something like a, a totally gross slash carnival food slash amazing meal that he tries on camera for the first time i could see you doing something similar uh, to that you know you you have a cheat day once a week whatever it is and you concoct some sort of monstrosity of you know peanut butter and jelly spaghetti deep fried pizza sandwich <laughs> Uh, who wouldn't watch that? I would watch that. That's good content. Yeah, that is true. Uh, you know, <coughs> I know you said you weren't uh, up on King Cobra, but King Cobra is well known as one of the uh, culinary uh, universe expanders out there. One of the videos that I haven't <laughs> released yet, but I did a, a collab with uh, Simeon Jimmy and uh, we did like a uh, King Cobra recipe test because uh, King Cobra, he actually sent me a magic wand for my birthday. Uh, I think it was my it was my birthday Christmas. Uh, if you know me, those a are both like wand? right next to each other. Yeah, he he. Uh, that's what he does for a living. He makes magic wands for a living. So he sent me one what? of his magic wands. Now I'm pretty sure somebody did pay him, and then it was just like forwarded to me. 
because uh, I don't think he's ever just given away. Well, he'll do like a giveaway for a wand if he has like something else he's selling or something like that. Uh, but anyways, so I had a special King Cobra t-shirt. I had a jacket that looks very similar to the jacket he wears. Um, you know, I had uh, I had the same kind of glasses that he wears, and I had his magic wand, and we made his candy calzone, which is something he uh, he took like a pizza crust, and he put in like pepperoni, cheese, sauce, and a bunch of chocolate covered cherries. There was something else in there too, but I thought it was actually pretty good. It was so rich, like with all this. I mean, it was like pure fat on the inside between the grease of the cheese and the pepperoni, and it was like a pound of cheese in this thing. It was like real off the off the chain. Uh, I ended up getting really drunk and eating like a lot of one of them. <laughs> but <laughs> Monkey took like it takes like one bite. It's gonna be I think it's gonna be a pretty good video when it comes out. He took like one bite and he's like, "This is just atrocious. This is sickening." <clears throat> I'm like, "You're being too." Hard. I mean, I think I already had put down like three shots of whiskey. That's one other thing about King Cobra. You know, me and him have had this in common historically. Back in like 2019, he just started like every time you do a live stream, he'd be drinking. And I kind of was on the same wave. So we did some drinking uh, to sort of, you know, get in the, the zone. And I was like, oh, it's good. And he's like, it is not good. <laughs> uh, but that was. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I certainly have the wherewithal to concoct. I mean, listen, you know, when I was in college, that's when Epic Mealtime was popping off. I saw a lot of disgusting things be made in my life. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I think I could probably put that together. That might not be a bad idea. I like it. I like it. Can you can you before we move on to anything else, uh, explain to me these magic wands, because I don't quite understand (laughs) what you need a magic wand for. Uh, Do you display it? Is it like hand carved? Well, and there's an art artistry to making them, uh, uh, you know, kind of illuminate me to the to the magic wand world. Well, I am a uh, born again Christian, so I know it's not quite right for me to be waving around a magic wand. But, you know, uh, I have been seeing, you know, people ask me to cast magic spells. And that once I got the wand, they wanted me to cast magic spells for him. And so I was. But King Cobra, he is uh, well-versed in the dark arts. He calls himself like a goth warlock. So he's well-versed in the dark arts. And so he, uh, when he got fired from his job at Wendy's, um, you know, he decided to just go fully in the entrepreneur mode. He would go out and pick up you know, uh, branches that fell from trees and he would like whittle them down and spray paint them different colors and kind of like dress them up a little bit. And then he would sell them on his Etsy page. And so, you know, it's been a, a booming business for him over the years. Um, but yeah, there was a guy who watched my content. He saw that I was kind of, you know, for the last, I think since like August, my donation sound on my streams has been him, King Cobra shouting me out. I clipped that from one of his streams. So that's been my like uh, donation sound. He knew that I was kind of, you know, dabbling in the Cobra verse. And so he was uh, the one who forwarded <laughs> me the package. He said that he bought like it was like a two a two wand deal. And this was one of the f- new ones. Somebody actually sent King Cobra a lathe for his apartment uh, to like make the wands extra fancy. So this is one of the lathed wands. It had, you know, there was like generations of wands that had different stuff going on. And so this was kind of considered, you know, I'm kind of late to the party. The real OGs, they're like, oh, you know, that ain't nothing. That ain't, that ain't a generation one Cobra wand. That ain't, that ain't <laughs> the real deal. This is the next deal. generation. <laughs> this is like Captain Picard, Worf, Data, like that level. That's right. But <laughs> you don't have the Captain Kirk model. <laughs> most important thing was just to have it. I'm not sure if any of the magic that I've cast with it has worked yet. 
You know, I, I was mm. kind of keeping it small. That's my question. Just like, you know, telling people. What spells have you cast here? Like with with this one, what have you tried to influence with this wand? Well, like I'd have somebody come into my stream and they'd be like, hey, you know what? Hey, you got that wand handy. Can you uh, cast a spell that I'll have a really great day? Maybe, uh, you know, I feel empty with my monotonous job. Maybe uh, something will be revealed to me that will kind of uh, awaken my senses and motivate me. It will kind of kick my drive back to, to be a better person. To be a better me, I'd be like, all right, so I'd take out the wand and I'd be like, so mote it be in the yoker's circle. <laughs> <laughs> the yoker's circle? Yeah. Because I think the way right. Kid Cobra, I think, I think he would say, <laughs> so you'd either say, uh, like, so mote it be in the witch's circle, or you'd say, like, so mote it be in the cobra's circle. So I kind of, uh, I kind of ripped him off a little bit there, but. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, no, that's good to know. I, uh, it, this is very foreign to me, so I, I want to know. I want to know these details. I want to know what the incantation is in order to enact, you know, these positive or negative influences on on the universe. That's good. Um, uh, I want to take a total detour real quick uh, and ask you something that you know is is very very much out of left field, but it's something that I've wondered for quite a while, and that has to do with this sneed okay meme that's right <laughs> that i do i do not understand okay like i understand that like the sneed and feed is from that horrific episode of the <laughs> simpsons with the tomaco farm isn't it isn't it the tomaco episode that uh, that's from or no yes that is correct um <clears throat> it is uh e-i-e-i -E annoyed grunt is the actual uh you know, the, 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 the title of, in the episode. episode title. Yeah. So, you know, uh, E I E I don't. So basically uh, in this, um, episode, it's, uh, if you're unfamiliar, Homer goes to watch like the kiss of Zorro, whatever it is. And in the movie, the concept of dueling is introduced. So then, uh, as Homer's leaving the uh, cinema, essentially, uh, snake, uh, the guy with like the orange pompadour, I think he like ro tries to rob Marge or something like that, as I recall. But he grabs uh, a glove from a janitor's back pocket and smacks him and goes, I, I want to duel. And the guy's like, oh, no, not dueling. And he like runs off. So then there's a whole uh, the, the glove slap. <laughs> glove slap. It's a little they like that. They, they actually got the B-52s singing and everything. So it's basically like a compilation of Homer going around and slapping people, you know, challenging them to a duel. And they won't do it because they don't want to shoot. Or be shot at, so uh, he basically gets his way, and he uh, happens to smack a southern gentleman who's like, "Oh, you want a duel? Ah, all right, pistols at dawn." And then uh, Homer has to like be <laughs> smuggled out of his house so that he can try to get away from the dueling. Ends up back at the old Simpsons farm, and then the whole uh, you know tobacco thing goes. But yeah, Sneed is in there. You know, Sneed's feed and seed, uh, formerly Chuck's. So the joke is that uh, you know. Sneed's feed and seed was formerly Chuck's fucking suck. It's basically the joke, so it's kind of like a dirty joke. But okay, the fact, the thing that kind of that's that's really just all it is. But um, the thing of it is that it used to be, uh, it used to be Simpsons threads on 4chan. It was always a very popular thing. I mean, uh, you know, before there was Simpsons, you, you see it on Instagram. There's like Simpsons funny screen cap. Simpsons quote of the day was something I followed when I had Twitter. 
Simpsons posting was like always something that was funny. People would have like the funny screenshots or the funny quote and they would just make threads about it. So basically it became a bit redundant. I mean, like you would go through, I can remember even, even like 10 years ago, you'd go through these threads and it would just be like all a bunch of the same things posted over and over and over again. It was just very monotonous. And as far as I understand it, you know, some, some people, they might check my Sneed lore here, but I'm just going to kind of go th- with what I have known to be true. And that was basically uh, the Simpsons threads just got a bit tiresome and repetitive. And so people would just be like, oh, hey, it's Sneed. You know, instead of uh, <laughs> instead of having like the perfectly curated screenshot in between two animation frames where some goofy things happening and the, you know, they'd have the file name just so specifically, they would just be like Sneed. Sneed, or they had there was a like a copy pasta that was like the name you know it's 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 very subtle it's a very subtle joke you see and i've you know that's basically how that starts and that was like another thing of it too uh but over you know it's it's been around for like probably five or six years now and and regular usage uh, but it kind of just became sort of a uh <laughs> almost like an anti-authority thing it got kind of repurposed into the greater uh, internet meme sphere because on 4chan or you know they always have the janitors who are like the people that you know they clean up the uh, off-topic threads volunteering to do it you know they volunteer they don't get any money or anything like that they just apply to be volunteers to sit on these pages all day look for something that's wrong and then they can't even delete it they essentially mark it for deletion and like send it up to uh, the next you know level the actual moderator it's so uh, everybody likes to make fun of them for doing such a loser thing to sit around and, uh, you know, basically <laughs> just sit there and stare at the screen looking for things that, you know, are wrong all day. And so <clears throat> Sneed kind of became like something of an uh, an icon or uh, an idol to represent the uh, being against the Jannies for one. But then it just as censorship has increased on every other platform, too, on Twitter and YouTube and everything like that. You know, the people that are just like the pro censorship individuals have kind of just been like generally referred to as janitors or people who clean it up for free, even though probably the people that work on YouTube and everything like that, they probably do have some kind of income. But it's just sort of a general term of like, yeah, well, you took down that thing I like. So, you know, F you, I don't like you. And uh, Sneed is kind of like the figurehead, the uh, the mascot of putting up your middle finger to those people that, you know, are against freedom that is so much more complicated than i <laughs> ever could have imagined uh, like seriously if if you gave me four thousand guesses <laughs> to explain sneed i never would have come within a mile of sniffing that explanation but but because because i thought okay all right in my mind that tamako episode and maybe i'm completely wrong here uh so i'm just speaking out of my own head and own experience mm. I always saw that tobacco episode as the jump the shark episode for the Simpsons for, for, for some reason to me and jump the shark is a term uh, that comes from happy days, which is a really old show where in one episode, the Fonz, who's like the cool character of happy days uh, literally is, is riding on jet skis <laughs> or, or, or water skis and, and, and 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 jumps over a shark in the ocean and that was considered like the 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 moment that happy days became a stupid show like a terrible show yeah. uh, after that it was like a symbol of happy days becoming a crappy show that's 
a turning point. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the watershed moment of a show becoming bad from then on was referred to using this term, jump the shark. Uh, The tobacco episode, I remember when that first aired Mm -hmm. and thinking, it's over. <laughs> like the Simpsons is over. It was beautiful. It was amazing. It was a great run. It was probably, you know, my favorite run of television in, in, in history and in my lifetime from seasons, whatever, say three to eight or whatever was uh, the golden years. I don't remember what season Tamako was. Maybe it was 10 or 11. Uh, but that was the moment I was like, okay, this is the, uh, this is the Simpsons jump the shark time. This episode is so stupid between like the dueling subplot and. You know, uh, I went uh, back and rewatched it uh, recently on a live watch long. And uh, I don't know. <clears throat> I'm sure it probably still re-airs on FX or something like that. But uh, the Southern gentleman has a lot of uh, very loud and proud Confederate imagery. <laughs> I was like, oh, that wouldn't fly right now. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of. Uh, <clears throat> but y- so you don't agree that the jump the shark moment was the one that all the Simpsons YouTubers say, they say it was the one that uh, where Skinner principal Skinner is found to be like stolen valor or whatever. That's supposed to be like the jump the shark because it was like such a, just like a, you know, out of nowhere, all of a sudden Skinner is like this awful person or you're like a total, oh, it did like Ar- it, Armin Tarmzarian or whatever yeah, it like, was his real name. And all of a sudden, like, yeah, this character that's been built in this way for however long is all of a sudden totally not the, uh, you know, it's like this totally out of nowhere, like smack you across the face, like everything you knew was a lie. That's what all. So the, that was season nine. Uh, what season was Tamako? Let's find out. I believe it was. So Ar- I think it was season eleven. Armand Tamzarian was. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess the uh, the Simpsons people thought it jumped the shark earlier than I did. Yeah, season eleven was uh, EIEI annoyed <laughs> grunt. I don't know. I guess I don't agree. And what I, season is it in now? Oh God. 30 i don't know well i saw there was a screenshot somebody posted where uh like the latest episode or some some recent episode like uh homer meets joe rogan they go to like the the canceled studio or something and i was like finally they're bringing some real conversation back into the mix you know they're actually bringing together some intelligent conversation no but i guess that was like a one-off like cutaway gag that people were just posting online and uh, i didn't i didn't care to look into it any further than that (laughs) i'm like oh yeah i'm good Whatever's happening. Uh, 33. Season 33 is what they're on right now. (laughs) 33, man. Uh, Yeah, I guess I I give The Simpsons uh, a little more leeway than the the YouTubers who say it died in season nine. Because I think there were some pretty good episodes in uh, nine and ten that I recall. But it's been since they first came out that I've watched them. But uh... I was there, man. I was there. When they when they aired we were live there back in eighty nine, yes, exactly. And I remember laughing at some season ten episodes. Have you guys watched that one video where the guy ranks every single episode that ever aired? I I know of it. Yeah, I haven't sat through it though. Uh, who was that? Because LS Mark. I, I, think so it I remember is. the video. That's right, LS Mark. Yeah, I was gonna say because I I know that we're Twitter mutuals, but I can't recall who made the video. Um, yeah, no, I remember when he did that, and people were complaining. Because I, I think he he put an ad break in between like maybe every other video analysis. And that's that's a lot of episodes like that's a lot of ads. Mm. And if you were like, oh, this is ridiculous. Uh, but at the same time, I'm thinking how many hours was like the sheer, uh, you know, raw time watching these, like let alone, 
even thinking about them and analyzing them. Like, yeah, somebody put in quite a bit of work to make this happen. You can you can relax on the ad breaks. Yeah, that was uh, it, it went over well. It was a massive, massive project. Yeah, uh, around that time, that's when I was uh, cranking out a lot of merch orders. And so I just sat at my desk here and had that play. I went through the whole entire thing one day and just had that playing while I was uh, getting the merch together. It really got in the rhythm. And I had to stop a couple times. I think in that season, I think in his season 11 breakdown, he ranked uh, EIEI annoyed grunts uh, like below average. And I was like, you couldn't give us one, you know, that, the, you know, you couldn't you couldn't just put it <laughs> as an undeniable number one for the culture. You know, who else is anybody? Else? I mean, what other episodes in that season have really stood the test of time? Maybe several, but, you know, we're talking <laughs> I, about the here I, and now. I'm retracting my earlier statement because I'm looking through season 10 right now. I don't remember any of these episodes. <laughs> I don't remember any of these episodes. So maybe uh, maybe I will side with the. Uh, the YouTubers here and say maybe season nine was the end of the road for great. See, season nine had the city of New York versus Homer Simpson. I thought that was a pretty funny episode. So maybe I, I will, I will, I'll, I'll plant my stake in the ground at uh season nine being the end. And then season 10, it was over. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, and I'm glad that you explained the Sneed thing because I've seen that so often online and I never knew what the joke was. I just, I'm like, what, what does this mean? Who are we lampooning? What is this in reference to? I, I don't know. I never got All it. All of a sudden it went from, here's a, a funny sounding thing to uh, the articles. That's like, you know, here's the new, the new code word for the, the old right. <laughs> well, I suppose anything that's born of, okay. uh, you know, image board roots would probably be considered to be some kind of offensive symbol uh, mm-hmm. now, but I mean, hey, you know what? If Pippe the Frog can come back, you know what, Sneed? I think he can really represent the American heartland. He can really represent America's, uh, you know, farmer belts and, uh, you know, put us to that greater, brighter tomorrow. (laughs) I agree. Sneed is all of us. Right. All of us rebelling against the Jannies. See, that's another term I I didn't know. I didn't know existed. I do want to say I've seen some people. They um they basically they think that Janny like they don't understand that it comes from the four chain janitor uh, because that's the position. That's what it's called. Is basically the janitor flags threads for a mod to then review or delete and issue bans or whatever. Some people think that it's used as a vague. Uh, maybe hateful words sometimes against people that support what could be considered censorship. It's all just kind of relative, but um, just so you have the real facts, the real deal facts. Yeah, it comes from from the old chain boards. Well, I, I was I, waiting for Kevin to change the the channel name to V Sneed. <laughs> <laughs> if we don't wake up tomorrow with you making that change and, and then just like pretending to have no idea that anybody found it controversial. That would, it would make for good drama. I know. I know. And I'm so naive that I would do something like that without, <laughs> I, I, that is something I, I, I do like worry about sometimes is actually making a joke that, uh, you know, people would flip out over. And I think is a, a totally innocuous thing, not knowing the dark underbelly 
of the origins of something that seems so innocent to me. Yeah, see, that's uh, why but, I just... But other um, people are like, how could you do this? I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, that, man, when I had a Twitter, the fact that people would see my like tweets, I didn't even say it, but like, you know, I'll go through and whatever, you know, I click like, like I ran tweets that were funny, uh, that I thought were funny. I never said anything that I could remember that ever really blew up and got like ratioed too much. Um, but like I would all of a sudden have like some DM requests or whatever and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I haven't checked these lately. What's up? And it'd be like some just total, you know, normie like, um, do you know you clicked like on this uh, on this picture that Pay the frog? He says that he believes that QAnon is real. Uh, that's that's pretty disgusting. And I'm like, well, I just thought it was funny because I don't believe in any of that. But I just thought it was funny. And like, uh, I think you need to. You know, I'm, I'm, I can't I can't be seeing this in my feed. Uh, it's pretty offensive. And, you know, <clears throat> there, there was some type of way where I could filter seeing other people's likes in my feed. But I'm pretty sure that other people that followed me still saw whatever I was clicking like on. That's when I really got the most finger wagging at that time. It was uh, mm -hmm. sometimes, I, you know, <laughs> or that other time where I, there was one time I clicked on this picture of a woman uh, in a very. Um, sultry is that the right word uh, uh outfit <laughs> it's one word <laughs> it's a word yeah i would say maybe something that i mean i don't even know I mean, you wouldn't think twitter would like rec put this in people's feeds or, or you know whatever for me clicking like on it but you know i might have had a couple beverages and i'm like okay you know what a what a lovely outfit or lack thereof let me click on that and all of a sudden i'm getting like hey yo eggy's thirsting look at this and i'm like oh my goodness <clears throat> Straight up right. called out, straight up algorithmically uh, brought to the uh, horny police table. Yeah. It's out of control. You got exposed. It is weird that Twitter does that. Does any other social media platform do that? It's not like Instagram is showing you in your feed what other people have liked. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like It's a pretty odd feature. And I think that it is a feature that uh, makes you behave differently than you would otherwise. Let's just say that. Because of the fact that you know that you could be potentially criticized for something that you hit the, you know, the heart on that otherwise, you know, it's odd. Like, why should that be in your normal feed what somebody else liked? Well, I don't know. The one that Instagram has that I know is uh, if you follow certain sizable pages, you'll get recommended. Oh, this is because you follow so and so, then you'll get recommended something like so. I follow some musicians and then I'll get. You know, if I scroll through all the recent stuff that the people that I actually follow have posted, then it'll have, oh, because you follow this. Or if I click like on a funny meme page, like, you know, I'll be going through Instagram stories and somebody posts a funny meme, I'll have a laugh. I'll go tap it on their story, go to the actual post, you know, click like on it and go about my business. It'll be like, oh, well, you like to post from funny meme page. So here's another funny meme. And it usually is not as funny. You know, the people that I follow, they have a you know, similar sense of humor to me. So they, they know to pick out the right, most enjoyable memes to put on their story for me to similarly enjoy. That That's an insular uh, tract to just um, promoting uh, other pages that you might like, though. Yeah. What Twitter is doing is making it like an, an external public thing, what somebody else is liking. And that is very, very different. And, and really strange. And you're right. It does seem like there should be a feature to disable that so that you can 
like the things that you actually like without fear of some sort of blowback or retribution. Until they click on your likes tab for, and see it there anyway. <laughs> no, actually, well, I mean, no, when I was on Twitter, they kind <laughs> oh, of... Oh, yeah, um, but people get in trouble for that. People get in oh, trouble yeah. for that all the time, man. That that likes tab also, I think, is kind of messed up, honestly. Well, because, I don't know why it's displayed other than to hold somebody <laughs> accountable. Yeah, it is. It's like receipts. It's like receipts, the receipts yeah. tab. I think that it probably would have fallen... I think they probably would have updated it out of the system had it not had that sort of uh, hook. I think that's what kind of kept it around because it was something I think of a relic from, you know, the original. It was almost like how you could bookmark things or you can save things on Instagram. It's kind of like bookmarking it, right? I think it was sort of like that at first when Twitter first came around and they probably would have otherwise just sort of phased it out eventually. But it was too... uh, (laughs) too uh, convenient or too reliable if if you don't like somebody you can go in their likes and be like oh look this guy's clicking on anime pictures what a nerd you're a nerd um <laughs> but i will say one thing uh when i was on twitter if i followed 20 people that all clicked like on a meme page's tweet or whatever that would be more likely for me to see it um and the people that kind of saw me being like the one off in their feed of like oh eggy like this Usually they didn't follow very many people. They might follow like a handful of people and I would have any one of those people. But <clears throat> since I followed you know, a thousand people, if there was like some funny meme going around, it would work its way up my like Twitter feed algorithm more because more of the people that I followed all happened to click like on this suite and I didn't follow that page that they click like on or whatever. I would actually get a lot of the trending topics brought into my feed that way because something could be trending i wouldn't even look at it being trending it would just be like whatever set it off everybody else had already went to go look at it because they were following the trending topic and they go click like on whatever was trending and it'd be oh so today i i bit into this burrito and it was filled with dynamite or whatever and you know and it would be like it had like a hundred thousand <laughs> likes and it'd be like oh bob and 37 others liked this tweet and it would be like up in my thing more yeah, yeah. so i think there probably was some kind of algorithmic magic out there uh, that played into that thing but all i know for sure is that i'll never see that again because i uh you know what's twitter sometimes i'll see some funny stuff but i kind of had my day in the sun over there it was a lot of fun while it lasted and i don't really care to uh <laughs> go through <clears throat> just uh the swamp again it was definitely a swamp it was just uh it was a filthy place but it was fun while i had fun and i kind of just went on moved on with my life yeah i just think it's odd that twitter already has a built-in mechanism for surfacing tweets called the retweet yeah that's right? literally yeah. the point you of retweeting something <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i i guess well no even with a like i i'm thinking the intent on a like is clearer than than on a retweet because like you can retweet something where you're just you want people to see it maybe it's funny i don't know but you're not endorsing it so much you know whereas a like is a lot more i actually like this i i i don't know i don't know if it's that <laughs> that clear see, but uh yeah there are mechanisms to show hey look this, this. is where the less screens more screams philosophy you see how strongly this would apply in such a great way here we're sitting here breaking down like the etiquette of well i click like on this but then i was going to retweet this (laughs) what do you think that how do you feel like everyone's going to react to the like or the retweet like this uh it's a quote a very wonderful phrase that i hear a lot i think is very succinct 
none of these words are in the Bible, as they say. <laughs> so how, how, you know, how uh, <laughs> enriching to our mind, body and soul are these things? I think it's just another example of why, you know what, next time when you find yourself pondering social media metrics or analytics or whatever that crazed robot system, you know, it's foaming at the mouth. What is it up to? It's when you set your phone down and you go look yourself in the mirror and you just go, ah! and you, you, uh, your humanity <laughs> washes over you once again. And it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like that's the path that you're on and that that's the, the journey that we get to uh, watch you take from now on. At least I hope, I hope that this is, you know, the next time we have you on, it's an update on all of the less screens, more screams, uh, fitness journey and adventure and, uh, and the terrible foods that you will make oh, yeah. <laughs> and the glorious foods and meal preps that you will make. Because, you know, like I said earlier, I think that throwing the baby out with the bathwater, throwing the eggy out with the bathwater, <laughs> maybe not be the solution <laughs> uh, here and that there's something else in the works to maximize your talents, the things that you like to do, the things that other people like to see you do um, and do it in a way that a won't get you banned and B will be something that you're proud of putting out into the world. It exists. It exists. And now, now is the moment it was, it is the serendipitous moment to uh, move forward with the next chapter of the Eggman. That's right. You know, it's uh, as a a wise man once said, I get knocked down, but I get up again and they ain't never going to keep me down. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Chumba Wumba. <laughs> I mean, with a name like that, they can't be wrong, you know? Yeah. So uh, remind remind everybody um, exactly how they can tune in. Uh, you know, you're, you have your Instagram that's not going anywhere. You update that regularly. You have your stories there that you update regularly. And then also this new channel, uh, LSMS Fitness, right? Yes, I would say follow me on Instagram and the new channel, LSMS Fitness, um, because those are sort of strongholds right now. I do have a couple other little places that that's sort of like, <clears throat> that's like the level two, like follow me. If you're unfamiliar, follow me on one of those other places first. You know, we're going through the tutorial of how I conduct, you know, you got to kind of, uh, you know, walk before you can run. And then once I, you know, once you're tapped in with the program, uh, you know, if you're ready for these alternative tech sites like the Fediverse and Odyssey, you know, then I'll see you there. But, uh, you know, make sure to tap in at official egg white on Instagram and at LSMS fitness on YouTube. At least let's get up to a thousand subscribers on the fitness channel so I can make community posts because that will be uh, nice to do again as well. I'm looking forward to that. You're close. You're close. I got like 700 or something right now. I mean, it's been like a week, week and a half, uh, you know, I've gone to dark. So once I kind of get a little more established, I think it's just a matter of time. Once they see me getting them sickening, shredded gains, hitting the, you know, hitting the gym on the regular, getting my health back together here onward and upward. Yes, indeed. You know what? It's another saga, but that's just another time to, uh, you know, make some lovely, beautiful memories. That's most definitely what's up. (laughs) Yeah. Make make something mean something, uh, whether it's getting shredded or uh, just just the nice memories and the friends that we made along the way. Well, um, Eggy, thanks for for coming back into the TC universe. It's uh, it's always great to catch up. Looking forward to definitely what's next. And uh, what's next for us is next week we have the Happy Console Gamer, 
returning once again into the TC universe. It'll be good to catch up with Johnny. Uh, after him, we have Jared Bauer, formerly of the channel Wisecrack and yeah, hot off the presses. There. Happy to announce also that the following week we'll have barely sociable here on TCU. Yes. So we have uh, three bangers uh, coming up for you in the next three weeks. Uh, be sure to join us here on Discord. If you want to chat with us during the episodes, then go to patreon.com slash thecreateunknown. All right, Eggy. Uh, thanks again, man. It was, it was great catching up. And everybody check out LSMS Fitness right. because to, uh... we're going to crawl, we're, <laughs> we're going to walk, we're going to run together. That's right. We're all going to make it. You know what? All it takes is that first day where you put your foot down and you're ready to make the change. So I look forward to uh, making a lot of positive changes with all the people pushing forward and upward. You know what? The times we're living in, you got to be on your best behavior. You got to be hitting it every day. And that's what I'm up to. So let's get it. All right. You heard it here, folks. We're out of here. See you, Space Cowboys. Thanks for listening to The Create Unknown. We make this show with the support of our patrons. 100% goes directly to keeping episodes going every week, and we've been shocked by all the new support this year. The world's ending and I'm late for work. Gib Tom, Sid Poke, Demetrius, Atrocious Guff. You guys really do make this show happen. Thank you to the Tots and Dumpster crew, old and new, who save tiny little lives every month. And thank you to our grizzled, battle-hardened child infantry. Jen Mefasanti, Kevin Menard, Mikhail Steinke, Risebread, Sean Malone, Triple Question Mark, Ryan, Kamikaze, Maria, Marco Sheep, Tom Videogre, Jelksies, and Dan the Latch. And a tremendous shout-out to our elite baby gang commanders. Linus and Trevstead, Boromir, Botdogs, Chinchilla, Isaac, Conrad, James, Andrew, Jeff Davis, Patrick Pister, Baseweight, Monahim, Dojangles, and Zero. You really are the elite. Thank you as well to our indentured servants, producer-editor Ben Webster, Discord Savior Ladderman, and producer emeritus Dan Yoshua. And thanks to Baseweight for the use of Created in the Unknown for the opening theme, and to Electro Voice for giving us mics to sound good on top of it. The Create Unknown is an unknown media production in partnership with Studio 71. <laughs>